Hey everybody, welcome to Generation Xbox. This is episode number 220. I'm Tyler. And I'm Steven, and we're your home for all things Xbox. Uh, so before we get into, into news, uh, I'd like to have you come join our community. Easiest way to do that, head over to GenerationXbox.com. Uh, you can find links um, on every single article to like Facebook page, the Twitter, the Discord, our email, and different podcast services if you're not happy with your current um, app that you're using. So yeah, head on over to GenerationXbox.com. There's also a bunch of news stories, reviews, opinion pieces, and the like. Um, and yeah, and head over to Facebook is Generation Xbox Forums. Twitter is Generation X underscore Box. And from both those places, and like I said, GenerationXbox.com, you can get links to Discord. A lot of great conversation happening all over the place. Um, it's the easiest way to go ask a question, which if it's read on the show, you're entered in to win a giveaway that we do at the end of every month. Or the beginning of every month for the previous month, I should say. Um, but you can also shoot us an email at mail at GenerationXbox.com with your questions. All right. Thank you, Steven. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Generation Xbox. And uh, for as little as $2 a month, you can support everything we do here, including the show, the website, everything. And uh, trust me, you're going to want to be a part of that in just a few weeks when we start talking about something really cool that we have on the horizon that, like we said on previous shows, we're still kind of working out the details for, but we'll announce it as soon as we can. And uh, we just can't wait to share it with you. So... You will have uh, some benefits to that if uh, if you're a member on Patreon, if you support us there. So again, patreon.com slash generationxbox. As little as $2 a month goes a super long way, and it's hugely appreciated. Thank you in advance. So, Stephen, we have uh, three stories to talk about with Xbox this week. It's been a busy weekend. A lot to talk about going forward for next week. So let's jump right in and start with Xbox Live Gold. You can know, did Stephen? Did you ever stack your gold membership and get like three years at a time when it was on sale? Um, no, not not back then. But I, mm-hmm. I did when it when it changed over to the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, it all stacked oh, together. Did you do the dollar thing when stack it? That and or, then I got like yeah. I got two free years of Game Pass and a, a free year of Xbox Live Gold from um, a company for for being a veteran like oh, last cool. veterans day i think yep. so it ended up combining and then they like they combined it really quickly after that so mm-hmm. i end up i think i have xbox game pass ultimate through like 2022 mm-hmm. well i'm gonna tell you today's the first day i'm glad i don't have like three years of it sitting there you know because i think some changes are on the horizon and we know this because this week xbox announced that they're no or they confirmed that they're no longer selling the six month or 12 month Subscription Xbox Live, and uh, right now it's just the one month and three month, which conveniently brings us up to about November, Stephen, and and no further. Uh, Rumors are flying that changes are on the horizon, something Xbox Live is going well together. I don't think that's the case, but you have said off air that you think it's being rolled in with Game Pass. Talk about that. Yeah, so my guess is they're doing away with gold, um, and instead you just need Game Pass, and I think they might just make it Game Pass Ultimate, so that's how you play online. Instead of having two separate things, you, you have Game Pass, and that that's how you play online. I know a lot of people, I'll let you get into the other prediction, because I've heard a lot of people say that, but that's that would be my guess, yeah. Yeah, and then some people are saying it's just going to be free. I don't see that. I, I see them wanting to tie it into value somewhere. 
Right, and, and the, the thing is that they, right now, they clearly want people to be part of Game Pass. That's their business model going forward. They are clearly into selling the subscription service. And what better way to get people into Game Pass than to tie the live service into that? I just, I think it's brilliant. I think it makes a ton of sense for them from a business standpoint. And as long as it stays at like 10 bucks a month, it doesn't hurt anybody. And it gets people, you know, exposure to a lot more games they can play. You still get all the online bonuses. Plus, do you think of how many games right now are going that like free to play model online? You know, um, Fortnite style. We're seeing more and more games do that. Now, we're never going to see the majority do that, but we're seeing more and more do that. So I think this this move just makes sense. And we've come a long way with Xbox since the silly days where you had to have Xbox Live Gold just to watch Netflix. Yeah. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, what What do you think about the move in general? Is, it, is this a good move for them? Is this something that you think is going to help push the Series X? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think if it gets tied into, into Game Pass... I, I think it will. Um, or even if, if they make it so you can play online for free, like PlayStation allows you to play Fortnite without a PS Plus membership. So I, I think Xbox would be well suited to doing something like that. Um, give people a reason. Like, if, if parents are buying their kids a box so they can play their Fortnite or whatever they want to play, you know, obviously they're going to choose the one if they know, they do any research, the one where you don't have to pay for the online service. Um, so, you know, if, if they're very open with this and, like, in their advertising, I think it's good. I imagine yeah. anyone with Xbox Live Gold that's um, stacked, like, it'll get converted to Game Pass Ultimate. I hope so. I, I would I, hope. Yeah. Maybe, or Microsoft Reward Points could be either one. Um mm -hmm. Who knows? But that that would be my prediction, yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I think that they'll... First of all, they'll find a way to take care of people that haven't stacked for like three years. But the other thing is, yeah, this is just a great move for them. And I know the, the natural reaction from people is to be like, oh, how are they trying to get more out of us now? I really don't think they are here. I think they're trying to do things that are legit consumer-friendly to build an entirely new definition of what their brand is heading into this next console generation. And this is part of that. Other things they've done have supported what I just said. So, yeah, I, I see them going this direction. I think it'll be cool. And Now, Greenberg said, Aaron Greenberg, Steven said that the, the show Thursday is not going to be about any, like, services or hardware or anything. So... I think it would have made sense to announce something like this in conjunction, but do you think they'll just do it over the course of this week since this is kind of Xbox week anyway? Yeah, I think I think that's what they'll do. Maybe a couple little, like, five, ten-minute um, releases leading into the stuff mm -hmm. on Thursday. Because, um, yeah, you know, the, the demo stuff starts tomorrow. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, the the smart thing about the demo stuff and announcing it so, so early... Was Xbox kind of just lay claim to this entire week, saying this is our week? You know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of own this, and they're doing the demo program, which is really awesome. I hope that it's something that continues long after we're all allowed to go outside again. And I think, you know, I just think it's a, a good thing to put games in people's hands. And as long as, like we talked about before, 
it doesn't turn into a situation where people are judging these demos as if it's a final product, well, it'll be good. So naturally some people will do that, but hopefully not enough to kind of ruin it for everyone. So Yeah, those demos are only available for this week, though. So if you want yep. to play, you have to play this week. Yeah, so make sure you get on it and, you know, watch our Twitter, too. We'll be tweeting out a lot of stuff about everything going on this week as well. So, again, uh, Generation X underscore box on Twitter. All right, so let's move into some console news. And we all know that the Series X is coming soon. We don't have a date yet, but we're assuming November, so we're talking four months from now. Not that long. But I can tell you what you're not going to be able to buy, and that's the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, or even as you like to call it, the SAD. Those are both discontinued. Now, good move, bad move. What do you think? It's interesting. I mean, I get it. Uh, at first, I was kind of confused. Like, why? And then I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to discontinue these, so anyone that doesn't already have one has to get the Series X, or you can get the Xbox One S. But it's so they're not competing against themselves, I think, in a lot of this, yeah. these cases. And then, you know, you will have those people that buy the Xbox One X, even though the Series X is out because it's cheaper. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, games start only being available to play on the Series X, and then they're all mm -hmm. upset. And then they blame the company for false marketing or whatever because they don't, like, read or pay attention to anything. The, yeah, the other thing, I think this is a two-pronged thing. One, we know, and everybody listening, you guys are all, like, hardcore video game fans. That's why you listen to video game podcasts. That's why we do one, right? Most people aren't that, though. So there is potentially some confusion between Xbox One X and Xbox Series X, right? People might just see the X on the end, like mom, you know, and end up buying that for, you know, little Tucker for Christmas. And Tucker will be disappointed because he's not getting the one he wants. Right? So it helps with some of the name recognition. But I think the much bigger thing here is that, yes, they're, they're taking the consumer-friendly approach of saying, you're going to play game, uh, these next-gen next games on whatever console you want. Probably, we'll talk about that in a second, but the difference in quality should be big enough to encourage you to buy the new box. If you can't buy it, you can still play it here. Great. Enjoy, have fun. But the difference still should be big enough to encourage you to go buy the new, the new box, and I think eliminating the 1X achieves that, because the 1X is still a pretty powerful machine. It's not as good as the Series X, but I can see a lot of people saying... You know, the 1X is good enough for me for now, right? But the difference gets a little bit bigger when you talk about the 1S, and that might encourage people to go purchase the Series X to, to get that upgrade faster and get that new experience faster. So I think it's a two-pronged thing. More so I the second one. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I think you can add a third prong. Because okay. I think this kind of confirms that the Xbox Series S exists. And yeah, sorry. I think it's yep. going to be just as powerful as the 1X. Um, maybe a little bit more. So, again, another reason not where they're not competing with themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, I think we, we might see something like that. And that's. And we, yeah, we've do. seen some rumors, right, in terms of numbers that suggest that the, the rumored Series S is significantly more powerful than we thought than a lot of people had room that had assumed anyway early on but 
and that it actually measures up fairly well with what the PlayStation 5 has to offer. So, yeah, I think you're right on, and, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. So, yeah, the, the, the Series S All Digital competes with that potential, or the 1S All Digital potentially competes with that Series, rumored Series S. So, you remove that competition too, and encourage people to buy that. It makes perfect sense, and you know, I from a business standpoint, you still want to sell consoles, so you have to do what's necessary to make sure that people are encouraged to do that while still taking care of the consumer at the same time, and I think they're doing both. Yeah, I still think the Xbox One sad was a mistake, and that's this just gives them an excuse to discontinue it. Do you think, though, it was almost more of a test run to see, like, A, what the interest level is? And B, kind of work out some kinks so that they could get this one out? Maybe. I think... I don't know, man. They, It didn't make sense. It wasn't that much cheaper than the 1S. And mm-hmm. you're, you're not giving... Like, I thought it would be a lot cheaper, and it wasn't. And so you're not really giving people incentive to, to buy it, right? Like, why not just buy the Xbox One S? Or buy the Xbox One X because it was on sale for super cheap, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the time. I, I just think it was a mistake, a misstep, and they've kind of, like, screw it and not release it. Um, I think... So PlayStation is doing their PS5 digital, but it's going to be just as powerful as the regular one, yeah. just without the disk drive. Um now we'll see what the cost of that is like gonna mm-hmm. look like, what the difference is, because no no one has announced it. I could see the Series S being somewhat similar, maybe a little less powerful, so they can knock off more of the price. Mm-hmm. But like we haven't confirmed either way if it's going to have a disc drive or not. I think it's a mistake not to, unless it, it it's like one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper. I agree. I I would agree one hundred percent. Do you know offhand? And sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here. Because I um, can't remember. But do you know if the PS5 has proprietary storage like the Series X? Or is it still external hard drive? Um, I don't think it has a like a slot like the Series X has. Okay. So I think it's external. So but that's might, actually an advantage for PlayStation. Because you know we saw the Seagate thing this week, right? Which concerningly has no price point attached to it. Yet. So we saw it's a one terabyte card, and that's for that, you know, the port that was the mystery port early on, that we now know is for that proprietary extra storage that you have to, like, you you can't store next-gen games on external hard drive, so it has to be on this card once you're out of hard drive space. And we don't know what the price point is on that yet, and I do worry a little bit, Stephen, about Xbox's ability to manage price point, because we always say, we said for years... They've learned their lesson this time. They know they're going to make the price point really consumer-friendly and potentially even take a bit of a loss, and then they don't. And the the SL Digital was the, the most recent example of that, where that price point was just a lot more than it should have been. And I worry that they're going to do everything right except price, which is arguably the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to have the external or the proprietary drive be cheap. Uh, the right. portable SSDs you can buy right now are 170 bucks for like one terabyte. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. not they're not cheap. 
you know, because SSD is more expensive than hard drive. Now, it's come down way in price, and it might, you know, Xbox might take a little bit of a loss here on, on the Seagate. But it just depends how the business side lined up the with, thing, with Seagate. Yeah, the thing is, cheap is relative, right? It's Cheap isn't, like, what I think it should cost. Cheap is what I can buy, com- you know, competing things for and how this lines up with that. So that's what I'm hoping. I hope it just makes sense in terms of not being significantly overpriced compared to other options that you could get. Um, I I still don't know why you need to have the next gen games on the like the SSD. I don't know because you don't need that on PC. You can run things with a hard drive. It just means longer loading times. Mm-hmm. And that's never really truly been explained. It's just kind of the way it is. It, it's the only issue I've had, I guess, with everything Xbox has done so far. With rolling out this generation. I just, I don't know. And maybe we'll get a better explanation for it. And if somebody out there has heard one, let us know. Let us know on Twitter. Or shoot us an email. But I just, I don't see the necessity of it. And I wish they just would have kept the external hard drive there is an option, although I just feel like they think they're losing money on it. Or missing out on sales, not losing. Yeah, I mean, Xbox was the company that had a Wi-Fi adapter for $100 for the 360. So... Yeah. Do you remember the HD DVD external? Um, Yeah, we actually had a a little, not argument, but a talking about that with um, Mm. when we were discussing... Uh, the 360 and the one the blu-ray yeah. versus hd dvd yeah and like i just cared which one was gonna win and i, I you know early on Stephen, i don't want to get off track here too much but i always thought that hd dvd was gonna win early on just because of name recognition see and that was what the argument was so we were talking about this when i was on dnd on friday or mm-hmm. yeah the other day was that exact thing like blu-ray it's so it's just so random names like dvd yeah. versus hd dvd i mean that's the easy yeah hd dvd just seems like the next step of dvd right and yeah, i almost wonder and if this Blu-ray's is america succeeded. we're not no we're not world renowned for being the brightest bunch so name recognition matters you know i, I just figured that would be the difference but blu-ray like whipped them yeah so, and Sony had a big part to, you know, a big role to play with that. And uh, part of it's that they were included in all the PS3s. Yep. You know, so, so many people had Blu-ray drives, and I know people like to rip Sony for that price point back then, but that's part of the reason Blu-ray won. Well, that was like half the price of a, of a Blu-ray player. Oh, yeah. Too. Because Blu-ray players time. were like $800. Yeah, they were like $1,200 when yeah. they first came out. When they first came out, sure. I think the first one I bought was like was it 300 that sounds right mm. which is the still reason insane. i i bought but, a playstation 3 specifically for mm. the blu-ray player part yeah but the the launch and i know they had a couple different versions but the expensive one at launch was 600 mm. and that's that's so pricey for a console imagine like 600 dollars today and people would freak out back then in 2005 or 6 sorry it was 600 dollars so, Xbox not only beat them to market by a year, but they beat them in price pretty badly, too. So, and then the complete opposite happened in 2013. So, 
Yeah. All right. So, Steve, before we move on here, let's uh, let's pause and have our esports segment of the week brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. Uh, sports might sports are coming back though. We shouldn't say sports are gone anymore. They're on their way back. So, if you want to bet on sports or simulated sports through games like Madden 20, NBA 2K, MLB The Show, FIFA, and more. Head on over to betonline.ag today. It's easy to sign up. Get started today before baseball starts this week, and soon we'll talk about baseball today. So, BetOnline has their odds for the American League National League and World Series champions. Let's start in the National League. You have the favorites, the top four being the Dodgers at plus 175, the Braves at plus 800, and the Mets and Nationals each at plus 1,000. Who is your pick to win the National League? The Dodgers. Yeah, I think it's pretty... It just I, has to be, right? I, and I think they they also have a good amount of depth, which yeah. means if they, like... Because obviously with a shortened season, you know, a bad injury could really screw you, but mm-hmm. I, I think the Dodgers can withstand that. So, so you know who's a popular pick, Stephen, in the NL right now? The number the five team. Oh. The Cincinnati Reds. Ah, that's just wishful thinking. People want them so, to do well because their pitching the is outstanding. They're starting pitching. They did sign. They signed um, Mustakas and uh, Castellanos or Castellanos, however you say it, in the offseason to bolster a lineup that was a little bit underwhelming last year. So I think people are have high hopes there, and the NL Central is not. There is not a dominant team in the NL Central, so they could win that division. But to have them fifth in the NL, I think, is a little high. But they they really like them. But I'm with you on the Dodgers. It has to be the Dodgers. All right, let's go to the American League. The top four. New York Yankees plus 210. Houston Astros plus 450. The Minnesota Twins at plus 800. And the Oakland Athletics at plus 1,000. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, it's the Astros, because again, depth, and they're just, they have a good lineup from like top to bottom, mm-hmm. and great pitching, I mean, they did lose Garrett Cole, of course, to the Yankees, and the Yankees are, you know, probably rightfully so the favorites, I just think the the division, I'm saying this as an Angels fan, is better than the AL West, at least in the top few teams. Like, the Rays and Yankees are going to be competing against each other. The Twins have an easy roll run through the Central, pretty much. The Indians might give Both them some, centrals, by the way. some problem. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and maybe even the White Sox to some extent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the West, like, the Angels, Athletics, and Astros could, could be good. But I, I think... I, I just... I, I, I put money on the Astros, especially because I think they're going to play the you know the world hates us route and that always mm-hmm. works for teams it sure does but here's the thing so the yankees are always uh, like the yankees are always overrated not that they're not great they are great but if they were any other team they'd be projected to win like you know in a normal season like 102 games but because they're the yankees it's like 114 you know which fine i think this is a year where the Yankees and Astros could meet in the division series. Because, as you said, the Twins have a pretty soft schedule, and they're good. They're legit good. And they have a soft schedule through the AL and NL Central divisions. They could wind up with the best record in the American League, meaning whoever wins the wild card between likely Oakland or Tampa Bay could sneak up 
because the Twins are built not for the playoffs, as they've shown for the last decade and a half. Um, Tampa Bay or Oakland could beat them, and then you just have to get lucky against, you know, the Yankees or, or Astros. Uh, if I have to put money down today, Steven, I'm going to take... I'm going to go with you, actually. I'm going to take the Houston Astros. I just yeah. think that... In a nor- if this was a full season, I would never pick them because, A, they'd have to deal with fans, right? Um, with the whole garbage can deal and all that stuff. And, two, they've had so many deep playoff runs, like it's going to come back to get you at some point, and their two best pitchers are not young anymore. So that workload will get you, but in a 60-game sprint, it's not going to impact them as much. They're going to be fine. All right, the World Series. So... Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, Twins, and Rays are the favorites, which is funny because Oakland's favorite ahead of Tampa to win the American League, but they're like way down the World Series list. Your thoughts on your World Series pick? You're going Dodgers and Astros. Who's going to win it? The the Dodgers. I think they get their revenge. Me too. And and this is going to be the year that Clayton Kershaw redeems himself. And oh yeah, he's going to have like a postseason. dominant game. Five yep. or six or something, and then mm-hmm. pitch on like three days. He's gonna he's gonna pull up Madison Bumgarner. He is, and and there you go. Yep. So that's uh, that's our sports segment we brought to you by BetOnline.ag, and uh, BetOnline is your home for all sports betting, which there's no shortage of action going on there. Sports are making their way back. USC's back, NASCAR's back, soccer's back, and baseball's back this week with hockey and basketball right around the corner. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for all the upcoming matchups. If you need more, BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every single day for you to check out. If you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now. Receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And So before we move on... One more message we want to share. And that's that, you know, would you agree, Steve, 2020 has really sucked ass, like, in a major way? Yeah, it's been pretty bad. It's been pretty bad, right? And, you know, it's... We we keep uh, we keep thinking, how could next year be any worse than last year? And the next year's like, you know, hold my beer. Because here we go. And here in the States, we've seen where, like... You know, you and I went through a period where we each, in our own way, like, paid way too much attention to, like, we'll call it current events. And it's depressing, and it sucks, and it affects your mood. And then you throw on top of it everything this year with, you know, I think way back when in the girl days when this year almost started with, like, World War Three, and then, you know, we had the pandemic and all the unrest in our country and everything going on, and... It's it's not fun. It's not easy to have a positive outlook, and you know it, it's easy to kind of get down. And we all go through that. And if there's something interfering with your happiness and preventing you from achieving your goals, which I think I've dealt with, you have too, Stephen. Especially, you know, we, you know, a while ago I had to just detach from all the news and all that stuff just to be happy again. Um, maybe you've had that as well. But BetterHelp's here, and they're going to help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional 
therapist. And here's the cool thing. You can use it without leaving your home. You don't have to go sit in, a, in, in an office. You don't have to go go out amongst those that, you know, might have coronavirus or anything else. You don't have to take any of those risks. You can do all this right from home and still take care of yourself in one of the most important ways you can. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. That's super convenient. And you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a self-help self -help service. This is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever works best for you and whatever you're most comfortable with. This service is available for clients worldwide. And licensed professional counselors will speak to you about a wide range of topics, including things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts, anger, grief, self-esteem, and so much more. Anything you share there is absolutely confidential. It's also super convenient and affordable. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you're dealing with anything like what we talked about, or worse, or just need to talk to somebody, it happens. Right? We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com hub. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash hub. Go there today, check it out. I think you'll be glad you did. All right. Stephen, so let's move back into news. And Phil Spencer this week said that Xbox is not going to force first-party developers to develop for both the One X and Series X, which is kind of a backtrack from what we've heard in the past. So in the past, we've heard that, you know, all games for the first couple years are going to be available on both. And that is gone, uh, that has resulted in some angst from people where, you know, they, uh, they say it's going to be, it's going to hold back games. Games aren't going to be as good. And a lot of that's fanboy talk, but your thoughts on what essentially is a backtrack here. Yeah, I'm not a not a big fan of this from 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 Phil here. Uh, like, why why backtrack in the first? Like, why make the comments in the first place if you're going to backtrack from them? I mean, you better have a damn good reason. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But I hate the argument, and I see it all the time on on the Twitters and the Facebooks and just everywhere that like putting games out on both the console, like both generations of consoles, will hurt hurt the graphics no it won't if you play games on pc if your pc is five years old and you're running like a you know like an eight a gtx 8 870 or something like that right and you only have like an i3 processor you might be able to run the game minimal settings um, with like long load times and not so good frames but if you run it on a brand new pc with you know a 2080 ti or maybe dual 2080 ti's with a you know intel i9 um, you know, you're going to be able to run the games on max settings at 120 frames or better, and it's going to look better. But you can run it on both. There's a reason PC games have minimum specs, recommended specs, and then, like, the maximum specs. Yeah. Some, some games are going that route, too. Um, or, like, you know, recommended and then, uh, or not ma maximum, but you know what I mean. It, yeah, it like can be optimal. done. It's been done on yeah. PC for 
years. Mm-hmm. Year, like like a decade at least, and more than that. Like literally at decades here. So the argument is silly in the first place. Like if the if the hardware is similar to develop for, it, it won't be that big of a difference. It will be when you play on the Series X, you get the max settings, right? But if you're playing on the One X, maybe you're only at the recommended settings. And so, you yeah. know, it's not going to look as good, and it's not going to run at 60 frames. And consoles are... The frame rates on consoles have been crap, right? So, at 30 frames, I should say. So, mm-hmm. we're going to see better frames next gen. But I, I don't I don't get the argument. Now, I think if the, if the hardware is a little different to develop for, I, I, I see it making a little more sense. But, I mean, third-party devs develop for two different sets of consoles most of the time mm. right sometimes even three with the switch so I, Here, here's the thing this is people that think someday sony's gonna hire them to be advertising or pr or whatever community managers because they fought super hard and defended their plastic box of choice and this is what it is it this is turning you know, information into an argument that benefits your favorite console. And I've never really understood it, and I'm never going to. Like, if you like playing on one or the other, then play on that. Who cares? But don't try to, like, ruin other people's happiness because they choose something different than you. And I know that's not going to change anybody's mind. And I know there's people out there that think it's, like, you know, just for fun and whatever. And, no, like... People play games for fun. They don't want to be trashed for what they choose to play for fun. And you can't even, like, go online in some circles without seeing it. And and it's not... And Xbox fans are not innocent. They have their role, too, sometimes. But I I do think that sometimes the toxicity level is a little higher on the, the other side of the fence there. But... I just don't get it and i think i agree with you steven i think phil's just shouldn't have why validate it with a response when anybody yeah. that knows better knows this is how pc gaming has worked like forever well here's xbox's issue that they've always had is because I, I guess spencer walked back the comments again and like clarified that no games will be released on both generations so again it's confusing now and that's what xbox has always done is made their marketing super confusing so no one understands it and it gets the fanboys so much ammo to use and then so like and then but who cares about the fanboys honestly fanboys are stupid and no one should pay any attention to them um but what what matters is like the people that are buying this console or the consoles that don't know anything, they don't follow the news. Yeah. Right. They're the ones you got to go out for. And so if you're, if your marketing is confusing and not clear, then they're going to, they're going to be like, well, I don't feel like dealing with this and jump to the one that is. And Sony, yeah. especially back in the, like going into PS4, their marketing was like crystal clear. It was, it was weird for the gamers, blah, blah, blah. We have the best games. Mm-hmm. We're bet We're the best. And it kicked the shit out of Microsoft. Like, they beat did. the crap out for, of them. For many reasons. But, yeah. And a lot of Microsoft's wounds were self-inflicted for exactly the reasons that you said. Is that Microsoft just has a way to, of doing this once in a while? Like, they just can't get out of their own way here and there? 
And I just hope this is a one-time blip and not a, a thing. Yeah, so anyways, so. It, it looks like games will be playable on both the Xbox Series X and the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. um, both ecosystems for, or both generations for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm thinking a year or two. Um, yeah. But I could see if there was like a 4A game, right, that yeah. they really want to take advantage of being on the Series X. In I again, I, I like still don't see... Like maybe the initiatives game? Yeah, but I, I still don't see why you couldn't also put it on the One X just with recommended settings. But at a certain point, like, PC games just can't run it. If you're running an old PC, there are games you're not going to be able to run. Um, well, you might not meet recommended too, settings. I think at a certain point it's fair for the, the company to say, all right, it's time to upgrade now. Yeah. You know, I... I think that's completely fair, and I think two years is a really fair window. Because that kind of, the, the Series X is probably going to have dropped, what, 150 bucks by then? 100 bucks, yeah. And it gives you two years to save up for it. You know, like, there's, I think it's completely fair at that point. So, but, soon I can tell you that, uh, you know, we talk about being, being able to play games on both, um... Far Cry 6 is not going to be in 4K on both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Just on the Xbox family of consoles, the One X and the Series X, not on PlayStation. Yeah, so Ubisoft support tweeted that um, to clarify. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it it was a little confusing because it said the Xbox One and Xbox Series X. I assume they meant... Like Xbox One and Xbox Series, like X as in X for both, um, and not just the Series X and the Xbox One. Because first of all, the Xbox One can't run 4K, um, can't even run 1080p. Uh, no. But yeah, I, it's it's a little surprising, um, to be honest with you. But I think Sony is caring more about like HDR or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, HDR is really cool, but yeah, I prefer it more for movies and games, to be honest. Yeah. Me. Well, I think Xbox will also have HDR. They will, of course. It'll also will, be yeah. in 4K because the One X does. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, it just it's it's a little little crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of shows, and I, of course, the fanboys are gonna defend this somehow because um, they they always yeah. find a way. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Stephen, it's possible for a game to look too good that you just won't enjoy it. Uh, did someone actually say that? I'm. Uh, do you really want to bet that they haven't? No. I will promise you it's happened somewhere. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but I promise it exists. So, xCloud, which we've talked about for a long time, and I'm still waiting to get access on in, on uh, iOS, is uh, going to be included in Game Pass starting in September. And, you know, I, I originally tweeted out, it's like, free for those who have Game Pass Ultimate, and, you know, the first guy. But, like, don't be the person who comes in and, like, the first thing you're saying is like, actually, stop. Nobody likes that. But it's it's included for if you have Game Pass Ultimate. Okay? Is it extra value? Yes. But you're also getting something more for not paying anymore. So, you know, it's kind of a free addition. But beside the point, it's coming to Game Pass Ultimate, Steven. Uh, you haven't ever really been super... Like, excited about xCloud? Not because it's not cool, but just because you don't think you'll ever use it? Correct. With it being part of um, Ultimate, now you'll just have access to it. Do you think you'll give it a try? 
No, because you have to buy the controller, like, support thing so you can play it on yeah. on the phone. And when I'm out in and out and out in a boot, um, I'm usually, like, working and I, I can't play or I just, like, hang out on my phone. I don't feel the need to play mm-hmm. for 20 minutes you at don't, a time. You don't ever take mass transit either. I do not. Which, um, there is no people, mass yeah. transit where I live that nope. works well, but... So I no. get it there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, if, you know, if I was commuting every day, or yeah. like carpool or something, or even Ubering to work, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's expensive. But no, well, so. Um, but it is cool, I, you know, and I don't really travel that much either, so I'm not stuck inside a um, hotel or something where yep. I could see maybe doing this. Depending on, I don't know what mm-hmm. the internet connection is needed for, for XCloud, but. Hey, remember those like. So when you're traveling, something I always wanted to get and just never, it was never, like, practical to buy it. But you remember those, like, suitcase things oh, yes. that had the screen and you put the Xbox in? I do. I wanted one of those, so that was so cool. It, it was pretty cool. Um, I I did bring my Xbox with me um, a lot of places as a kid. Like, when we, we'd go up to, like, Lake Tahoe for, like, a week, I'd bring mm-hmm. the 360 Um I, I wouldn't play it all that much. It was mostly used to watch movies. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, and, and my parents had the the, t- the cars that had the TV in, and you could, like, plug in um, mm-hmm. the console, and I we would get the adapter to, like, be able to use a, a normal, like, outlet plug mm-hmm. thing. So I've, I played my Xbox traveling before, but, of course, it scratches the discs up because the Xbox is not oh, yeah. exactly super stationary there. Right, yeah. Um, and that was before that really thing. But yeah, those things were cool. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of that when you think about gaming on the go. Like, it, it was like an actual, like, briefcase-looking thing. But yeah, it was huge. And uh, yeah, I really wanted one, but it just wasn't practical at the time. <laughs> Plus, they were like $300 or something like that. I oh, yeah. It. Super expensive. And they, they didn't come with the console. <laughs> they had them at the Microsoft Store at the Mall of America, which sadly is no more. Or will be no more. Whenever if they have they shut them down already, or is it about to be? Do we know? I'm not sure, and I don't think they're fully shutting them down. They're changing them into like experiences or something. I think. Oh, okay. And so they're, they're only shutting different. like they're shutting most, but they're keeping like mm-hmm. some of them open and changing them into well, that. It's, so, it's funny because the Microsoft Store at Mall of America, and if you've never been to Mall of America, it's you know it lives up to the name. It's huge, right? And it gets a lot of traffic and. But the Microsoft store was right across the, like, thing from um, Apple store. Mm. And the Apple store was packed, and the Microsoft store was not. So I was going there, and I'd go in when I'd visit the mall and hang out and talk to people about Xbox games. It was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I remember I had to go there once for Titanfall, because my, like, controller stopped connecting to the box no matter what I did. So they took, I brought the Xbox into them. It was the day Titanfall came out. And I brought the Xbox One in and they took it in the back and fixed it in like five minutes. So I was super thankful. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we're way off track now. So um, xCloud coming. I do, I'm definitely going to try this as soon as it launches on iOS. So um, hopefully it won't impact my productivity at work at all. Yeah. So, all right. See, next week we have the Xbox Showcase coming out. A fairly big event, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. How much do you think is on the line for Xbox here? Because there are some people that say literally everything. This is make or break. Yeah. I, 
for those that have been longtime listeners of the show might have remembered me last year at E3, and I'll fully admit, I said going in that that show was going to be, like, my make or break, whether or not, like, which one I, I, I go towards. And then after it, I was like, okay, I understand what they were doing. I give them one more year. Um, obviously, E3 didn't happen this year due to coronavirus. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, it, this is their big thing. They had something back in, in May that kind of wasn't... It wasn't bad. It just, they, again... It was overhyped by them. Yeah, poor marketing as... Mm-hmm. You Notice know, that this time they're not doing anything to set the bar super high. Right? Yeah. They're trying to temper expectations for this. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but well, they're definitely... Well, no, Greenberg's tweet this week was trying to temper expectations. No, it was that they're not putting hardware being shown. But he started with saying, I know a lot of you are expecting A, B, C, D, and F to all happen here. Just so you know, this is what this show is going to be. They're, they're trying to manage the hype level a bit, and I think they're setting the bar low or middle for a reason so they can leap over it and blow everybody away. Yeah, I mean, I still think this is like... I'm actually... You know, I was excited for this back when we, we finally got the date, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then now it's here, like, I, I'm i nervous for it because I want it to I be know. good. Because um, yeah. we've... <laughs> You know, we've kind of made our bed here. When we sit, um, yeah, right? when we sit down to watch this Thursday, are you going to be like, yeah, let's go? Or are you going to be like, please don't F this up. Please don't F this up. Yeah, that one. I mean, both. Yeah, right? Can it be both? Like, yeah. I'm excited. I am excited. I think it's going to be good. Mm. I will completely understand, though, people shitting on it if it's not. Um, because it, Xbox, they've been promising. You, you don't buy... 20 different studios if you're not going to put out games right and if we're going to see the usual suspects of halo and forza take up half the show then we're i'm going to be a gears little upset five here again too by the way huh i bet you we see gears 5 here too again by the way and that would there's be been stupid. so much talk lately you but you know there's been so much talk lately about it getting special things for series x right so i wouldn't be surprised no. it, it won't be long like a minute to two but i bet we get it there and, I mean, if they show Microsoft Flight Sim, like, I am so pumped for that game. Mm-hmm. And we got, a like, a, a, a release date of, like, mm-hmm. August 18th. It's coming to PC first. Um, like, I'm excited for Flight Sim. Don't get me wrong. But you don't need to show it here. You need to no. blow us all away with, with your, your showing. And, I, I mean, I'm... I, like I said, I'm a little worried. I want I, yeah. I want Xbox to do well. I don't want anyone to fail. Like I'll buy, I'm not a fan, but I'll buy both consoles more than likely mm-hmm. and launch her Same really here. close after. Um, but I won't I, I won't buy PS5 as fast as I did last time because last time I could only play the show on PlayStation. Yeah. Whereas next year that's not the same thing. So yeah, I I definitely prefer like the voice chat and the you know the menu system of Xbox and mm-hmm. it's just been. I have more friends there because I've been playing with on Xbox since the 360. Mm. Not but, to mention that I now own like 600 movies on Xbox. Oh, ain't that the truth? So. Uh, but yeah, like the Xbox One, they 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 did me dirty. They did a lot of us dirty with the limited amount of games they had um, over that generation. Yeah, and they, and they I, didn't I push some the bar. Some unfortunate things that happened, but. Part of it, too, was mismanagement. Part of it was just poor development. Like, Halo 5 was such a mess that they had to just start over. 
you know, Halo's on a three-year dev cycle. We should have gotten another one in 18. But they basically just scrapped it. And yeah, started I mean, over. And now, now, you know, now we're going to reap the rewards of that. But, you know, um, we didn't get a Gears game until, what, at least halfway through the, more than halfway through the generation. So, yeah, it was, it, it was rough for a while. But then, to be fair, they put out a couple pretty good new IPs, and nobody bought them. So they put out that too. one good new IP. Well, I was trying to be nice. S- uh, Sunset. Sunset. But nobody bought it, and they should. If still to this day, I'll say it forever. If you haven't played Sunset, play it. That's definitely the best new IP on the Xbox last gen. Yeah, the Xbox. It's one of the very best exclusives on the Xbox One. I mean, the, the next best games were indie games um, in Ori, mm, Ori, both Ori's and uh, Cuphead. Yeah, Cuphead. So, mm. yeah, I mean, what do you... Come on. But, but I, yeah, you can't, you can't have the signature of your console be, you know, smaller $30 to $40 games. Like, I know they don't want to do this, but they need to show games that are a few years out, like Sony and literally every they, other uh, All we does. need is proof of concept. We don't need to see, like, huge, you know things of it we see don't exist sony will announce a game with the trailer like five years in advance um Mm -hmm. and then ubisoft does the same thing like beyond good and evil and uh beyond good and evil 2 and skull and bones you know they were (laughs) announced so far so long ago and we still nowhere close to being done but yeah they need to do something like that Do, do not make this whole showing i i really think it's going to come down to whether halo is first or the last thing shown if halo is the first thing shown all my nerves will have gone away if halo is not the first thing shown i'm going to be very skeptical here's here's my hope my hope is still well let's get into predictions but my hope is still show forza first show halo in the middle and then close with something huge no i think you start with halo and go forza right after it um and then go into everything new so the reason I say Forza first, here's why. Because Forza always shows off a new console like better than anything in terms of visuals. Get people excited about what the Series X can do in terms of like, this looks freaking awesome. And then kick off from there in the middle. Then you show like right before you show Halo, show your indie reel, you know, and then go Halo for 10, 15, 20 minutes and then end with whatever the initiative's doing. I I think that's what we do and then you have hopefully Fable somewhere in there. Hopefully. But yeah, I think that's why I'm arguing that way. Either way is going to be good. But I think if, if Halo's your big closer, it's not that that's bad, but it's not everything that you need to do here. Yeah, the problem is everyone knows it's coming, so it can't yeah. end it. Okay, like, you need to take some pointers from the Sony showcase, a co- like, a month ago, where they ended with Horizon Zero Dawn that no one, like, knew about. They showed off the the fast load times with Ratchet and Clank, and also announced a new Spider-Man. Now, yeah. the new Spider-Man is, like, a five-hour <laughs> game, so there's... Yeah. I mean, we can argue... Is I'm not arguing against... to the Order 1886? What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a media blowing, you know, Sony... Or hyping Sony up. They, they mm-hmm. always do. 
so, but they had a good, like, plan for their show, you know? They the did. stuff at the end and was, it was new. Much, what part of what made Sony's show in June so good was Xbox's May show. That did help. Because uh, you compare Xbox it, because people are going to compare it. them. So, yeah, of course it looked great compared to that, because the Xbox show had Aaron Greenberg on a, you know, on a webcam from 2003. Yes. In front of a picture of the Series X as his refrigerator. You know, like, of course it looked great compared to that. Yeah, go for the throat here, Phil. Yeah, you, you need to. Stop being nice. Stop being like, you know, we want everybody to win. No, today you want to win. And literally go for the jugular and don't, like, you don't have to be dicks about it, but show why you are far and away the best option. Yeah, and make people excited for the console. Because the people that are buying Halo or that are Halo fans are going to buy the console no matter what because yes. they like Halo. They yep. need You need to get the people that don't buy into Xbox right now, the, the mm-hmm. non-fans. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we've gone way away from predictions, so we should probably go back to that. So, yeah. like, let, let's, so we've talked about this for a long time. So let's just do, like, one solid big prediction. Like, skip all the, you know, the obvious ones, right? And let's go with something really bold. Um, what do you think is something really bold that we'll see here? I think we're going to get, and it's not going to be Fable, but we're going to get Xbox's answer to the 30-hour single-player open-world like masterpieces that Sony is really good at making. Hmm. Um, and that's going to be their version. I, I don't know okay. what. Because um, so again, like, like God of War type. Yeah, think your God okay. of War, your The Last of Us, like Ghost of Tsushima. Even though I mean it didn't no. get like nines and tens, I think Xbox is going to shoot for something like that because there are a lot of people that like playing those single player games that that are forty yeah, we, hours. We need to see something that because because all respect to Halo, but Halo is not this. We need to nope. see something that even after we see the trailer, we say this is going to be a freaking game of the year contender. You know. Nobody watches a Halo trailer and says this is going to win Game of the Year. Like, we all know it's super fun, and it's awesome, and we love it, but nobody's looked at a Halo game in a long time and said this is going to win Game of the Year. Show me something that's that good. My prediction, Steven, we're going to see Coder 3 here. Knights of the Republic. I was gonna, you said Coder. I was like, what? Yeah, um, Interesting. Interesting. I, I think it all depends on on that Star Wars license if they could get it from EA for this. Yeah, i I feel like the it, the timing lines up because the Amy Hennig project died when it did. That uh, for that EA game that was more open worldy. I think the timing lines up here. So I think that might be what we see as an exclusive for. The Series X, and that would be a, a big deal if it happened. Yeah, um, that would that would check a lot of boxes mm-hmm. with things they don't have. I mean, if you make it the like the the Western RPG that you know we haven't actually seen a lot of those across the board on either side this gen. They were they're pretty popular last gen, um, like the Dragon Age games. I guess we did see Inquisition at the start. Um, but yeah, we haven't we haven't seen them in a while, so yep. don't screw the combat up. People like that turn-based stuff. I don't understand mm-hmm. why they keep going away from that. 
like yeah. you may, you're, you you risk alienating the fans of the well that's the exactly fans what they did with people. um Fable Legends they alienated the, the entire fan base of that franchise by making yeah. it something that it wasn't so you can't do that here yeah I, I think see again like I've hyped this show up in my head so much because I mm-hmm. think they need it to be as hyped as I see and I've, I've done the opposite I've tempered expectations in my head so that I can go in open mind and just clear on it and just take it for what it is yeah there there's more than likely going to be next week's episode on on Thursday because we're going to want to talk about this <laughs> right away yeah um, so you guys might well, get a bonus episode this we, week we might not Thursday's suddenly busy day. oh yes well yeah yeah um but anyways so <laughs> and we're excited we're excited we do you think do you think xbox is going to show anything during the week not games think hardware so yes um i i think we'll get the the gold stuff this week i think we'll get um i don't know maybe a little bit on, on hardware but i don't think much i think the hardware is coming to gamescom I think we might get I, I a think tease. They're gonna try to do what I talked about before. And on that opening night live that Keeley does at Gamescom, they're gonna come out. I think both them and Sony are gonna give release date and price. And Xbox is gonna try to undercut, undercut them on price and shove it in their face that night. Just like twenty thirteen all over again. But opposite. I don't know if Phil is that petty. I, he might just have a good memory. Yeah. Well, there is... It, are you surprised? Do you remember, I think it was two Game Awards ago, where Jeff Keighley said something... <laughs> he got really the side eye? ...crappy, yeah. and Phil, like, looked at him. Yeah, like, fuck you. Well, he basically <laughs> said, he basically said, oh, it's been a rough year, huh? Yeah. Like, I, what I don't, the hell is the point of that? Yeah, I'm I don't sorry, know. but Jeff Keighley, you bring out Sony and Nintendo, and you basically S their D for an hour and a half every Game Awards. Especially if Kojima's anywhere near Los Angeles at the time. But just what what is the point of making that comment during that show? Like, how is that even professional? That's such a fanboy thing to say. So, but my point was it, it haven't even Sorry. got there yet was um jeff keely's doing a like intro thing for like before the showcase happens i think it's like oh, it's yeah. either half hour an hour like are you surprised mm-hmm. that's happening can all things considered no. that no I, I think um xbox has had a really you know um do you think last they, e3 or last game awards helped then because yes, they let i mean at the last game awards show that they any any problems that existed were repaired there and i bet jeff keely went back to phil afterward and was like you know the two years ago and was like hey that probably wasn't necessary sorry about that um yeah. but if you go back i'm sure there's images of it somewhere i'm surprised it didn't become like a meme like the still shot of him like giving him the side eye like he was, he was pissed in that moment he had he recovered well and handled himself well but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty unprofessional to be quite honest. And you know, I, I think clearly they fixed that up. And but but uh, Aaron Greenberg tweeted out and said, the, "Don't miss the pre-show," which I unfortunately will. But he said there's going to be some cool announcements there. I can't imagine they're going to have like earth-shattering world premieres. 
in the pre-show. No. But I could see a tease. I like the more I think about it, the more I think like an Xbox Series H um, for handheld will happen because of the xCloud Game Pass thing. So it allows you think like a PS Vita, but it connects to the Wi-Fi and you can stream games straight to it, and yeah. it might even perform better than your phone would. I, I just could see it happening. Um, I just don't. I, I know you know you have a good argument for it. I just don't, just because I think they're trying to turn your phone and tablet into that device and not have to bother with the hardware end of it. So I mean that. I mean I could, Okay, that makes sense too. But yeah, yeah. is final thoughts on the on the showcase. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that they're doing it so early in the day for like the I majority hate that this of has the happened United States throughout this? I and it, they're not the only one that's done this. I hate this. Like. People that, you know, I would love to see this live and I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to do it, but I'm a little fortunate in that I live like a four-minute drive from where I work. So I can take lunch early, come back, take a little bit of extended lunch and watch it and get away with that. But most people don't have that luxury. And I think doing this so that people can experience this live that, you know, have jobs would be really cool. Yeah, you need to replace people with Americans, but yes, I see what you're saying. I yeah. was going, I think they they did this on purpose to to have it in Europe when people mm-hmm. aren't working and trying to well, get... the other reason, you're right, but the other reason is now it can dominate the news cycle all day. Yeah, so it's like an added bonus. Mm-hmm. If you do it at 7 o'clock at night Eastern Time, it's going to get lost. Because all Sony would have to do is drop something the next morning at 8 a.m. Yeah, and if, you you know, there's no way they wouldn't because they're Sony and they do that shit all the time. They've done that type of stuff before. So, yeah, at least now you can dominate the the news cycle for the day, which makes sense. So, sure. I guess I'll just figure out a way to come home and watch it. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, let's move to releases. What you got? Yeah, so before we, we jump into what's coming next week, uh, let's jump back. So Rocket Arena came out, Tyler. Yeah. Um, EA's, like, answered a kind of Fortnite, but not really, but kind of. Mm. Or it's, it's, you know, the, the the multiplayer battle arena type games. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on it? You did the review. For I it. did. I finished the review just, you know, an hour or two before we went live here on the show. It's now up on GenerationXbox.com. Check it out there, please. Uh I would appreciate it if you go check that review out. Put a, you know, really enjoy the game. And this is a game that has, like, I think I wrote it in the review. It has no right to be as fun as it is. Um, Because, like, when we saw the trailers for this, we were like, oh, it looks cool, it looks fun, right? And then we played it, and it's like complete freaking chaos. But in a good way. Whereas, you watch people stream Fortnite, and there is some downtime there for a lot of the building and other stuff that goes on and all that, right? Um, Rocket Arena has uh, no downtime. Really. Like, even if you can't see somebody issue yet, there's there's a very high likelihood that someone can see you, and they're firing at you. There are literally rockets flying everywhere in this game. And there's a whole plethora of, like, boosts you can use and items you can collect and use in the game. Um, things like bombs, etc. Like a ninja thing that, that makes your dodge more effective. All that type of stuff. 
uh, as you can imagine by the title, the entire game is uh, done using rockets as the weapon. So if you've ever played like those multiplayer shooters where you use like the bazookas or the whatever the rocket launchers, and you're like, "This is cool! I want to play the rocket launcher mode." That's what this whole game is. So that's pretty fun. Uh, Stephen, you played it as well. What what were your thoughts? Yeah, I I actually had a a blast. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, playing this game, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been kind of off the shooters for a while, um, but this kind of bridges the gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rockets, it's just it's fun. It's chaotic. It's crazy. Um, I'm really good at the game, so you know, it makes it a little more fun. You are good at the game. Um, but yeah, I like the combos with the abilities mixed mm-hmm. with the rockets. Um, and yeah, I just I, I've enjoyed playing and i'm kind of excited for season one to launch uh on the 28th 28th yep because i want to i want to see what ranked is going to look like i played a little bit of it in the in the preseason but mm. i my teammates were god awful not playing objectives and i think one of them both of my teammates quit so i was like awesome mm. so yeah. i got like luckily it was the the capture the the rocket game so it was super okay. quick but i got my you know i just died seven million times mm-hmm. because three people against one is impossible in that game. Yeah. So um, there are there are modes that are really intense, like um, Knockout, which is basically deathmatchy, you know? In oh, yeah, it's, it it's definitely team deathmatch. Um, and then there's, like, Treasure Hunt, which is really... It, it's still intense, but it's, it's the type of mode where you don't have to be super involved in all the shooting. You don't have to have a high KDR to be effective. Like, you can just collect coins and stuff and be fine. And help your team. Um, you're still going to get shot at. Don't be wrong. But, like, there's the there's not a ton of modes in the game, but the ones that are there are different enough that it feels like there's a lot of variation. Uh, that yeah. was my that was my feeling. Um, oh, and the maps are varied and the, the characters yes. are too. So none of them feel the same, yep. which is great. Um, and, th- like, ten maps is a decent amount, so you're not playing the same ones mm-hmm. over and over again, but also not too many where you can kind of learn the the intricacies of the map because some maps have like holes that if you fall through Mm -hmm. you know you get knocked out and you start back over um so you kind of once you you can know where you are in the map without falling through the holes um but without having to look down Mm -hmm. like of course that's going to help you Um, yeah it's it's fun i mean 30 dollars Okay. Yeah, so for 30 bucks, yeah, you're right. The, the hardest thing to get used to, for me, was the rocket jumping. I don't know how much you've done that. But, like, that, I think, is a key to being really successful in the game, too, is mastering that aspect of movement. Because if, if you are the type of player who just wants to sit on the ground and shoot, you're not going to do well. You need to move and you need to be vertical as well um, to be effective in this game. And if you are still, you're not going to last long. Um, you cannot be a stationary target for people, so and that's true in almost any shooter, but especially here. Um, it's uh, it, but you talked about maps. Even there's new maps. There's uh, each season is going to bring new maps. Season one is going to bring three new maps on the 28th and a new hero to use as well. So as a live service game, this is going to be continue to be supported. So people are already freaking out a little bit about the level of customization, level of map or number of maps, number of heroes. To use, just relax. It's going to continue to expand over time as a live service game. They're going to continue adding to it and continue supporting it because that's how live service games keep people interested, right? So I think to be getting three new maps, what, two weeks after release is a big deal. 
that's really cool. And to see that continue to evolve over time will be fun to watch. So, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the game quite a bit. I gave it uh, 8.8 .8 out of 10. But head over to GenerationXbox.com. Check out the review today. Really appreciate that if uh, you'd head over and do that. So Yeah. All right, Stephen, what's coming next week? All right, so on the 21st, you can get Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break. Um, on the 23rd, you can get Carry On, which is also coming to Game Pass Day 1. So there you go. Um, that was the game that was shown at the uh, Devolver Digital Conference. And Phil Phil was there for that game. Um, and then finally, on the 21st, you can get the World War One shooter Tannenberg. Um, so there you go. Uh, and then questions... Question. So, Xbox Toss uh, says, "Have you guys enjoyed the summer games mess, or like me, do you miss E3?" Um, yeah. So, me personally, I definitely miss E3. Uh, kind of talked about it before. Not, not really enjoyed the the summer game stuff. I liked it all in one one week. Um, it's been kind of a hodgepodge, and like Tyler mentioned too earlier, it's it's not so bad when it's at like 9 a.m. on a Sunday, but when it's on 9 a.m. on a work week, you know that sucks. Um, of course, I've been off work due to coronavirus, so I've been able to watch all the stuff live. But yeah, it sucks for those that aren't, and 75% of the country is um, important, or whatever. I forget the exact word, but they're, they've been working through this stuff, so yeah, there you go. What about you, Tyler? Uh, what was the question again? Have you enjoyed the summer's games mess, or do you miss E3? Ah, uh, I mean, the, all the intentions were good, right? And I, I think they've done the best they can. However, I, I miss E3 very badly. <laughs> so I just miss the spectacle of it all. And I miss having it all condensed into one week and this massive hype fest that surrounds E3. And it's really fun and cool. And uh, I, I also don't want to see um, individual media outlets or... Um, people like get too much control over this. Yeah, so. that's that's probably the the happiest reason that this has been kind of a um, a nightmare. Because I think, yeah, any one media outlet, and I mean, you obviously know who we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. um, controlling it is is always going to be a, a disaster, and they'll you know they get to kind of pick and choose who shows up and stuff. Whereas E three is pretty pretty good. There's a lot of indie stuff that gets into e3 and it may not get shown in the in the conferences but those aren't e3 e3 is the three days in the convention center um, I, and we saw a lot yeah. of really cool indie games that you know and that's where they they can spend their one little bit of money um to go set up the conference and get their game out there for the world to see I know, just, rather than yeah i just feel like media outlets should cover the story not control the story and i don't care who's doing it we know it's ign this year like we can say their name but, because I think they've had good intentions. Um, there hasn't been anything shady. But that we know about. Yeah, now that we know about it anyway. Nothing outwardly shady, right? But, I just don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Zen or GameSpot or Kotaku or any other one. Like, no one organization or person, because let's face facts, like Jeff Keighley's done the other half of it, right? Yeah should control the entire narrative and decide what goes in and what doesn't. I, I feel much better about having the um, the board with E3 that's represented by a lot of developers, publishers, and console makers. I agree. And I'm I'm pretty sure this, this year's been the exact reason E3... Like, 
honestly, silver lining for the ESA, like, this was the best thing that could happen, because E3 kind of, you know, it didn't, it it, it wasn't very popular two years ago, or Mm -hmm. last year, I mean. Um, So, this year, they they didn't have it, and it was kind of a mess, so I think this makes a good case for bringing back. Um, I do think my prediction this year is that there will be no fans at next year's E3, but... Yeah, the, the fan pass won't happen, it'll be held to media, and... All bets are off if we have a vaccine before then. And, like, by before then, I mean, like, two months before, not, like, a week. Yeah. Right? But if there's a vaccine, like, two months out, then, sure, and I, you might have to show some sort of, you know, I have a coronavirus vaccine in order to get in. But they, in that situation, I would be fine with allowing fans in. Yeah. So, all right. Next question. KC says, "How many times in a row can you lose in an online game before you stop playing?" Oh, I'll go first on this one. It depends, is the answer. Um, so I've I've had some games where I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna get good at this or get better at least. Stephen will laugh when I say good, but better, um, competitive. And I know that the first at that first it's gonna be rough, right? So I'll just go and play and not worry so much about. The KDR just worry about getting better. Um, so when I'm doing that, there's no real number. Now, if I'm like competitive and I want and I'm I'm playing to win, then yeah, it's hard to stay for longer than three. That's always been my rule at the casino too. By the way, when you sit down at the blackjack table, if you lose three hands in a row, leave, like leave the table. Yeah, but it's probably good advice. Yeah, or kind of the same thing here. How about you? Yeah. Um. It, it's funny. It, I don't necessarily play to win, but then if I'm doing well and we're losing, then I'm getting mad. But if I'm doing poorly, then I'm doing poorly and I'm getting mad because I just want to do better. So it's it's more just if I'm having fun. But even if I'm doing well and the team is getting their like butts kicked, it's it's like shoot. Um, yeah, I, I don't play that many games in a row to begin with, though, so it's hard to answer this question, honestly. But, yeah, it's like two or three games. Think about, like, when we play even, like, Chell, Steven. Mm. When we play EASHL. Like, it's hard. If we're off that night and it's bad, man, it's hard to play more than three, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to play, like, two. It is. But it there just have been times where There have been times where, like, in the second period of the first game, we're like, yep, we're done after this. This is not going to happen tonight. Yeah, it, it depends on if we're, like, if we're playing well and we're just losing close games and I'm, I'm okay losing more yeah. than three. But if we're playing badly and getting our asses kicked, then it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we're done. We're done after this one. So, I can't wait, Steven. We're, I know we're getting way off track here, but my, my game is coming soon. The game that I'm really good at, and you know I am. Yep. It's coming soon. I can't wait. Yeah, PGA Two or Two K Twenty One. It's like my one. It's my time to shine in multiplayer, Steven. Yeah, my my right. time, my time to to carry you. Okay, because I yeah, don't hold my own. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Crypt Empress says, "How do you yep. feel about the battle pass model? Many games have been using lately." I don't mind it. Do you? No, um, I actually I, I completely understand. Uh, it, it keeps people playing, but it also mm. gives the incentive to keep playing if you're having fun with the game. Like, it's just an added yeah. bonus, right? Uh, and they're not normally that expensive to start with, and no. usually, for most games, you you unlock enough, like, 
of the the gems or whatever they're the paid the paid um coins or whatever mm-hmm. to get the next battle pass for free yep. um so yeah i fortnite kind of kind of started it i know smite has it um but like every every service game or that wants you to play every day like has something like this if they're including free to play games, rocket league i definitely don't care or, or if they're even like 30 dollar budget type games you know i don't care because rocket league doesn't play or feel like a 30 dollar game rocket arena I'm sorry. God dang it. Oh, thank you. But um, you know why I say Rocket League so much? Because to me, it's they have one thing like very much in common, and that's that it is, um, it's super easy to pick up and play for somebody brand new and still have fun. But it's also complex enough that you, if you really put in time, like you can master a lot of little things. That'll give you a huge edge. And the, these two games have that thing in common, I think. Um, and that's and plus they both have rockets, so that also plays a role. But anyway, yeah, Rocket Arena doesn't feel like a a thirty dollar game when you play it. Like it feels like a really fun, good game. So yeah, uh, my my issue with this model is going to come with if games go up to seventy bucks, but we're still charging for every last little thing. Now I'm going to have an issue with that. I could see them doing where they charge 70 but also include like the first battle pass for free. Okay. And then yeah. if you're playing, and I, this is this is wishful thinking because it's not happening, but if they did that, I, I guess I wouldn't care. I wouldn't either. Because I've always felt like buying a game gets me, entitles me to like really 10 to 15 hours, maybe 20 of fun, you know? Just like when I spend $15 at a movie theater, or if you take somebody to the movies, like 20 plus, you know, another 50 for popcorn and crap. Like, that See, tells you to like two and a half, three hours of entertainment. We don't buy, we don't play the same games, because 10 to 15 hours is nothing for the games that I play. Right, uh, I know, but you know what I mean, though. Like, we can get, I don't want to get into semantics about the number of hours, but you know what I mean. Like, I think you know the point I'm trying to make. Beyond that, like, I'm happy to support the developer if a game gives me a level of fun that makes me want to keep coming back more and more and more and more over a long period of time. Sure. So, like, right. uh, MLB was a great example of that. Yeah, you didn't play it for as long as I thought you would. But, anyways. Yeah. Last question, uh, Lakewell Lacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, which next which, which next-gen game are you most excited for and why? Uh, they're saying that they're not... Cons- or not sure if it's considered next gen now or not, but uh, theirs would be Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, we'll call it next gen in spirit, because I think of what it's trying to accomplish is pretty forward thinking, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. so. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides, with the release date, I think it might be on the next gen. Yeah, man, that's a really tough question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I guess thought you would immediately say infinite. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning towards Infinite, but I'm also really hyped to see what Watch Dogs can do. That's not um, next-gen, though. It comes yeah, next I gen. suppose. Are we considering Valhalla next-gen? No. Probably shouldn't consider Cyberpunk next-gen, either. We yeah. probably shouldn't. Like, I think this question will be a lot easier to answer next week when we know what's on the slate. Right? But if you're just asking me to choose between Forza and Halo Infinite right now, it's easily Halo Infinite. I'll play both, and I'll like both, but Halo's one I'm going to go back to. 
Yeah, mine's Fable, if it happens. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that's like my Bioshock prediction, Stephen, forever. You know? Because we well, always think Halo's right. coming. It never does. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, again, maybe we'll come back to this question next week, but there you go. Yeah, I guess Fable for me, or Halo. I don't know. Next next week will be will be easier to answer. I yeah, saying. for but sure. That does it for questions. All right. Well, let's get out of here. What do you say? Um, yes, yeah, guys. Good. Next time we talk to you, we won't be waiting for the July showcase anymore. It will have already happened, and we'll be recapping it right here with you. Maybe with a special guest. So, uh, enjoy this week, everyone. Play the demos. Like reward. Xbox for putting this out there. You know, give them the feedback that you like this and you want this to continue. And the best way to do that is to go play the demos. So do that. Enjoy. Have a great time during the showcase. Um, tweet at us. Let, let us know what you thought of the event at Generation X underscore box. Other than that, everybody will be here next weekend to give you our thoughts and feedback. Can't wait to share them with you. Tell everybody have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.